I was delighted to come back on a short week to ease myself back into it with Matariki coming up and really looking forward to heading up to the Hokianga. Feels like an age since I've been there. But as I do, before every four-hour trip north, and then some if I get caught up in traffic, I will be preparing for the trip. I do not make this trip lightly. I check the car, I get an early night, I want to be as prepared as I possibly can be, alive, alert, awake, enthusiastic, so I can take care of myself and my family and to try to protect other people and their families. Mistakes made when you are travelling towards another vehicle at 100 k's can be deadly. And we saw that over the weekend with the deaths of seven people when the van they were travelling in crossed the centre line, it appears, and ploughed into a refrigerated truck. As you'll have seen from the pictures, the front of the van basically disintegrated on impact. That poor, poor truck driver. Those poor first responders. How brave and how selfless of people who stepped up and tried to offer what assistance they could to what was a a disaster scene. The impact of this crash will be long-lasting, and not just for the family who have been devastated by the loss of seven family members. All of those who came upon the scene will be affected for life. The government says it understands the impact of fatalities on our roads, hence the road to zero, the action plan to cut road deaths significantly by 2050. Although as you heard this morning on the Mike Hosking Breakfast, road safety campaigner and Kiwi driving legend Greg Murphy says no one is listening to him about driver training and education and the government is simply wasting money on its advertising campaigns. We're never going to be zero and that is the reason why we are you know, uh, off in a, on a tangent to, to try and achieve a goal that is yep. unachievable. They are stuck in the same... Um, pattern as we've been for decades, uh, albeit they are now on more of a tunnel vision sort of run at the moment uh, and they're sticking to uh, the things that they are advocating and uh, one of that is just spending millions of taxpayers' money on 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 horrible advertising campaigns that are not going to make one iota of difference. They're scared to go down the path of actually providing people with a better base level of understanding and training and awareness to, to actually understand why it's so important to pay attention and do the things that we, we should be doing. Yeah, that was Greg Murphy talking to Mike Hosking this morning about the need for, for better driver training. And sure, spend money on driver training. He talks about the ads, I don't think they're particularly effective either, but some of them stick in my memory. Uh, I think it was Peter Brock uh, fronted a series of road safety ads and talked about looking ahead, planning ahead, the what-ifs. So you look two seconds ahead to see, you know, if the car that's coming out of a side road from the left, what if that doesn't stop? You know, what if they don't see you? And and that ad has stayed with me for years and years and years. I don't know how long ago Peter Brock was fronting them. But ultimately, you know, no matter how well-trained a driver might be, we're people and we're fallible and we make mistakes. So, you know, sure, I agree with the Road to Zero action plan in as far as, you know, the program of road maintenance and safety improvements to roads absolutely make for a better driving surface, improved vehicle safety standards, sure. Um, the finalisation of drug driving legislation, absolutely. But ultimately, we're fallible. And we make mistakes. And mistakes made at high speed are deadly. So where I differ from Greg Murphy is that, 
yep, sure, you know, have driver training as an added bonus, but ultimately we need to be kept apart from one another. Look at the cheese cutter barrier on the Kapiti Coast. Centennial Highway is you know, about three and a half k's of road, and it used to be absolutely notorious for the crashes there. There were 16 people killed, 14 seriously injured, between 95 and 2005. And a coroner, who was reporting into the death of one of those um, motorists, said it was a matter of public safety and a matter of urgency that a barrier be installed there. There was just no room for any kind of mistakes. So once the wire rope barrier was installed, and that was with motorcyclists saying, oh, it's going to kill us and decapitate us. Well, no, it didn't. Once that wire rope barrier was installed, there were no deaths or serious injuries on that part of the highway. The barrier was struck 122 times between 2005 and 2015, and surely at least some of those are fatalities that were averted because of a simple barrier that kept us away from one another. So, sure, police speeding drivers introduce driver education, improve vehicle safety standards, but ultimately the best thing the government can do is not spend millions and millions and millions and millions of taxpayer dollars on advertising programmes that ultimately will be ignored. It needs to spend those millions on keeping us away from one another as we head out on the roads.